you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message.
especially since she has two nieces. So it kind of took the place of Sadie not being there. That was kind of a cool thing. But um, we had we had a great a great day. But everybody is coming home tomorrow, so all will be right in the world again. Cannot wait for them to get here. I'm excited for the young people who are going to be attending HYC. How many of you are going to HYC? Well, some of you, not everybody. Oh man, HYC is the best. I hope that you guys have an amazing time. We do want to pray for the Gillilands. I had to laugh when Brother uh, Brandon said, you have no idea how thankful that I am for the Gillilands, meaning that the buck no longer stops there. The buck stops right there with the guy walking down the aisle. But they're doing an awesome job, and of course, we do want to pray for them and pray for our chaperones who are going along. Also, I know that Brother Brandon did remind you, but just in case you missed it, one service on Sunday at 1030. And of course, it's New Year's Eve, and I think uh, we're going to come together, and I believe we're going to have a great time in the Lord. Amen? We are beginning to gear up, of course, for our consecration season. Um, The pastor said it, I believe it was on Sunday, that he mentioned that normally when this time of year rolls around that everyone's like, oh, no, Daniel is coming to the house. Man, you guys need to lighten up in here. We see your smiles. (laughs) But uh, I know that, um, as for me, I'm looking forward to... Uh, this season of consecration. And for those of you that may be wondering, um, the 40-day leg of the consecration season begins next Wednesday, uh, January 3rd. And then, of course, the 21-day leg begins on Saturday, January 20th. Now, I don't know about you, but I am excited about this season. I'm excited about the awakening that is Uh, coming up, and we've got lots of uh, really exciting uh, plans and information that is going to be coming about about, uh, or coming out about our prayer season, Um, some really cool things. We're going to be resurrecting uh, a few things that we have done in the past, so be sure to be paying attention this coming Sunday for a lot of big and exciting announcements. Anybody else excited about this season? Amen. Well, thank you for being here. And I know that um, we've got several that are out that are sick. My husband is unable to be here today. He's got routine um, testing tomorrow. And so, of course, we want to remember him in prayer. And I know that there are others that are sick and some are uh, still traveling home for the holidays, and but I'm glad that you're here, and I am confident that the Lord has laid a word on my heart for this congregation, and for those of you that are here tonight, and maybe some that may be watching online, so we're going to get into the word of the Lord. Do we have, oh, I see Rosa is interpreting for us tonight. We need to give her a big hand. That would be a hard job. They're doing incredible. So I want to turn your attention to the book of Joshua, the third chapter, and we are going to begin with verse 1. If you have it or if it's on the screen, say amen. (laughs) 
And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place about 2,000, or sorry, you shall, where am I at? Oh, I'm sorry, bearing it. Then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Somebody say, go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way hereunto, or here therefore. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I like the way that the NIV version says it. It says it like this, Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. And I want to speak to you this night. I'm not going to be very long. Um, I, I will be very mindful of your time. But I'm going to be speaking to you from this subject. It's time to consecrate. It's hard to believe that 2023 is already coming to an end. It feels like, it feels like that the year just got started. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's age or if it's busyness, but it feels to me like time just continually speeds up, and and there doesn't be there, there doesn't seem to be any slowdown. But here we are already at the end of 2023. For the majority of us, I believe that this year has brought a lot of changes. I know that for me and for my family, of course, there. There have been a lot of changes, and many of you have seen changes. Some of you may um, have experienced changes that you saw coming, while others of you may have experienced some changes that you didn't see coming. 2023 has brought with it a lot of victories, yet others have experienced what has felt like defeat. It's interesting to me how that the same year can bring different things and different aspects into individual lives. While there have been those that have experienced major wins, there have also been those in our congregation that have experienced heartbreaking loss. Many of us could say that we have stayed the course that we charted um, for our lives from the beginning of the year, but then there are others that have had to make adjustments and modifications and have had to be willing to be flexible and, and learn how to be flexible. No doubt that as you're sitting here right now and, and you're listening to the sound of my voice, no doubt you are placing yourself in one or more of those categories. There are those who are closing out this year better than what they anticipated and 
a better version of themselves, while that uh, there are those that um, never dreamed that they would be walking the path and, and down the road that they are closing this year out with. Whether you are sad to see 2023 end or you're intending to stay up well past midnight on January the 31st to make sure that this year leaves and does not return, I want to remind all of you that you're blessed. Regardless of what this year has brought, whether it has been victory or it has been trials, you are still blessed. And regardless of, of what the year may have looked like, I want to remind somebody that there is a new year on the horizon. There are new things coming. There is a brand new season that is facing us. There are new possibilities. There are 365 days coming that are full of potential. Each day that is coming in 2024 is seated with the promises of God that are just waiting to come to pass. There is a new day coming. No doubt every one of us will make resolutions for the new year. Has anybody started making their list? I'm not talking about making your list and checking it twice. That was last weekend. That's over. I'm talking about New Year's resolutions. No doubt all of us will, will at either write them down or, or sit down and start contemplating what we want to see for 2024. I did a little bit of research, and I found it almost comical, I suppose, um, just for the simple fact that I could hear my own resolutions in the research that lists the most common New Year's resolutions that are made. Do you want to hear them? Nobody? Anybody want to hear them? Number one, eat healthier. Anybody ever made that? <laughs> Number two, exercise more. Number three, lose weight. When I read that one, the only thing I could hear was my grandpa Price. Every Sunday night of the world, he would say, well, tomorrow starts my diet. Every Monday started a new diet, and by noon it was over. <laughs> number four, or number five, get organized. I wish. They were talking about, um, many of you know my cousin Brittany Butler, or Loy, when she was um, a kid, she and Christina Tapia used to come over to my house uh, pretty frequently, and they would offer to clean out my cabinets and clean out my closets and organize my stuff. And they were saying that, uh, my uncle was telling me that her daughter, Brooklyn, is just like her and said that when she shows up over to their house, she just starts cleaning. I'm like, well, now listen, I need to borrow them for about a month because on my New Year's resolution would be to get organized. Number six, stop procrastinating. Okay, that's a hateful one. I just have to tell you, that, that hits too close to home. And I am, I, I, I am an admitted procrastinator. Next, spend more time with family. 
I think that that's a great resolution. Reduce the amount of time spent on social media. Spend less money and save more. Get rich. While making New Year's resolutions have become um, a secular, non-spiritual practice today, historians say that the custom of making New Year's resolutions has been around for thousands of years. The ancient Babylonians are said to have been the first people to hold recorded celebrations in honor of the new year. So New Year's Eve party is not a new thing. This has been going on for a long time. History says that the Babylonians would hold a 12-day religious festival where all of the people would gather together in preparation for the new year. And at this festival, they would uh, promise their pagan gods to right their wrongs and to make things right in the new year. The Babylonians believed that if they kept their promises to their pagan gods, that those gods would bestow favor on them for the coming year. A similar practice uh, occurred in ancient Rome. The month of January, uh, history says, held special significance for the Romans. They believed that January symbolized looking backwards at their failures in the previous year and then looking ahead with hope to the failure or to the future. How many of you are glad to know that your failures don't have to define who you are, but you can make some changes and you can have hope in your future? For early Christians, the first day of the new year became the traditional occasion for thinking about one's past mistakes and resolving to do and to be better in the future. I don't know about any of you, but I want to be a better person in the future. I want to be all that God has created me to be. In 1740, John Wesley held the first watch night service where his congregation prayed through, uh, through midnight and made resolutions for the coming year. In fact, Charles Spurgeon held to this practice and told his congregation at the start of a new year, the first Sabbath of the new year, what time more suitable to, uh, for beginning proper and for beginning right? And that is where CLC finds itself tonight. We are facing a brand new year. It is December the 28th, and a new year is coming. Some of us are ready to see change come. Some of us are hoping for a fresh start, and we're anticipating the possibilities of the future. And like Charles Spurgeon, I want to tell you tonight that there is not a better time to begin again. There is not a better time to start afresh and to start new and to start proper and to start right. I believe that in 2024, we need to be so determined that we are going to start again and we're going to start new, that we need to decide tonight 
that the old man needs to go out with the old year. And the new year needs to bring the new man and a new way of thinking and a new way of doing things. We're all going into 2024, I believe, believing God for greater things. We're believing God for answered prayers. We're believing God for fulfilled promises. I believe that 2024 will be the year that prophecies that have been spoken over this congregation are going to come to pass. I believe it. I'm anticipating it. I'm expecting it to happen. I feel that there is something that is shaking in the atmosphere. I believe that God is calling us to new things. And just like Cornelius, I believe that some of you have been praying prayers for many years that are coming up as a memorial before the Lord. And those prayers have not gone unnoticed, but they are getting the attention of God. God. And 2024 may very well be the year that God answers those prayers that you've been praying. 2024 may be the year that that God answers your prayers and your children come home. It may very well be the year that the backslider comes home. And those things that you have been praying for in your family and in your homes are going to come to pass. God is about to open the things that are impossible. That's what the Lord does when, when he makes all things new, meaning that he opens those things that seem like that they have been shut up or have been off limits or out of our reach or impossible. But God is able to open the impossible. We need to get ourselves ready for what God is about to do. We need to be ready. Now is the time for us to consecrate ourselves so that we are ready when God says now it's time that we are ready to move and we are ready for what God has in store. Does anybody want to be ready for what God has in store for them? As the new year approaches, I'm I'm sure that many of us um, have resolved to to pray more in 2024. I, I know that I have. Many are, have resolved to read their Bibles more this year. Um, I believe that if, if you have not let us know that you've read your Bible through in 2023, by the way, be sure to go back to the hub and, and make sure that we know your name. But I know that, that many of us are, have resolved that this year we're going to read our Bibles through. We're going to read our Bibles more. Many of us maybe are resolving to, that we're going to give more. Not just of, of our finances, but give more of our times and give more of our efforts and more of our talents. How many of you have resolved that you're going to be more of a witness in 2024 than what you were in 2023? I believe that there are those of us that have resolved that we're going to teach more Bible studies next year than what we taught this year. Maybe some of you are uh, resolving to live a life that is 
consecrated and that is sold out to God and and you're determined to fulfill your calling. These are all things that lead us to a consecrated life. Consecration is not just another New Year's resolution, but consecration is the devoting of oneself to the worship or to service to the service of God. It is the act of dedicating yourself to God. It is unconditional surrender to God. Consecration is to make or declare one's life, their words, their actions, and their deeds as sacred unto God. It is the ultimate fulfillment of let my life, Lord, so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify you. It is, it is let me live my life in a manner that lifts you up and in a manner that can be spent however that you see fit. The Apostle Paul was talking about consecration when he wrote, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He said, present yourself a living sacrifice. In other words, make sure that your life is fully at God's disposal, whatever that he wants. Make sure that that you're willing to obey and, and that you're ceasing to live for yourself. We no longer live for ourselves, but when we're consecrated, we live for God and what he wants for our lives. Being consecrated is giving up what one wants and what one desires and what uh, one maybe dreams or the goals that they have for themselves in order to fulfill the will of God for their lives. Consecration is unquestionable service. Just a sacrifice is what he's saying, and nothing expected in return. That is a consecrated life to the Lord. In the Old Testament, sacrifices were placed on an altar and offered to God. Some sacrifices were even tied to the altar, the scripture says, or tied to the horns of the altar so that the sacrifice was unable to struggle or unable to remove itself from off of the altar. The one that brought the sacrifice relinquished their ownership of that sacrifice. They brought that sacrifice, and the sacrifice was given to God for his use and his purpose. They didn't get a say in how that sacrifice was consumed. They didn't get a say on how that sacrifice was spent or in what area of the tabernacle that that sacrifice would serve. This this is fulfilled in the scripture when Jesus told the disciples of John to tell John what they had seen and what they had heard. And he said, go and tell John the blind see and the lame walk and 
the lepers are cleansed and the, the deaf hear and the dead are raised. And oh yeah, John, and blessed is he who is not offended for the offended at me for the way that I see fit to spend that sacrifice. That is a life that is consecrated to the use of God and for his purpose. Those who brought sacrifices didn't get honorable mention for their sacrifice. They just brought their sacrifice to the temple and they left it there. That is what God is asking of us. Will you live your life as a living sacrifice? Will you consecrate your life to me? That I can use it, the Lord is saying, as I see fit. Would you just bring your life and lay it on the altar and leave it there and take your hands off of it and quit telling me what you want and how you want it and when you want it, but consecrate your life to me and he'll use, he'll use you and he'll spend you the way that he sees fit. I do believe that I have a word from the Lord for you tonight. We all need to offer our lives as a sacrifice on the altar, and we need to leave it there. We need to stop telling God what we want. We need to stop having expectations of the way that we think that things should turn out. We need to set aside the things that we had in mind or the way that, that we see things working out or, or what we want to do. But it's time to consecrate ourselves. We have some commitments that we need to make in order to consecrate our lives. We've got to recalibrate ourselves at the beginning of this year. We need a refocus. I don't know about you, but I know that I need a refocus. I need to bring some things back around. I, I need to recenter. I've got to get myself back on course. If nobody else needs to, your pastor's wife needs to do that. We need to get back to some of the basics that we have gotten a long ways from. We need to get back to the basics of prayer and fasting and consecration and seeking after God and seeking the mind of God. We need to get focused and we need to become single-minded. And our desire needs to be, let this mind be in me that is in you. Let my mind, let me be in unity with what God has for me. It's our responsibility to consecrate ourselves. I, I, my, I've raised three boys. I did my best to, to make sure that, that they were at church every time that the doors were open and, and they were a part of everything that was going on. And, and while they were little and, and I was in charge and, and, and you know had the say of, no, you're going to go to church regardless of what you want to do. But there came a point that they had to consecrate for themselves. They had to make the decision for themselves. That's where all of us are tonight. We have to make a decision for ourselves that we are going to consecrate our lives to God. It's our responsibility. Our pastor can't do it for us. 
Mom and dad can't do it for you. Your grandparents can't do it for you. Your husband, your wife can't do it for you. But it's our responsibility to consecrate ourselves. We have a job to do. Imagine what would happen on your job if you showed up and you approached it like, well, I'm here. I showed up. I punched the clock. I paid my due diligence. That should do it. Now pay me. Now reward me. Now promote me. Now elevate me. Now give me a raise. And by the way, I expect a bonus. But don't expect me to do the work. How would that work on your job? It probably wouldn't last long. I'd say you'd probably be looking for a new job fairly quickly. It wouldn't work out well for us. If we're going to live for God and reap his benefits, we've got to sell out to this thing. We've got a job to do. We have a responsibility to consecrate ourselves. We have to give it everything that we have. The time of just being haphazard and half in and half out, those days are over. That's not going to work out well in the long run. We have a responsibility to consecrate ourselves. Four time, or 14 times the scripture commands, sanctify yourselves, consecrate yourselves, present your bodies. It's our responsibility. It's our job. The children of Israel were accustomed to this command. They knew what it meant. In order for uh, them to be in covenant with God, the people had to consecrate themselves. They had to sanctify themselves. In order to see the promises of God fulfilled and all of the things that he had spoken over them and, and to be able to reach the promised land and, and the fulfillment of wherever your foot trods, I will be with you. They had to separate themselves. They couldn't be like everybody else. They had to come out from among them and be separate. They had to cleanse themselves from impurities. They had to be willing to, to remove the things out of their lives that, that contaminated them. They, they couldn't come in contact with anything that contaminated their lives or, or that separated them from God. Such careful preparation underscored the significance of the events that was about to transpire. When the children of Israel were called to, to consecrate and to sanctify, what they were doing was preparing for what God was about to do. This is why that CLC will spend the next 40 days in prayer and in consecration. We are preparing ourselves for what God is about to do. This is why that we pull away and we separate ourselves. We separate from social media and, and from worldly influence. I, I can tell you that I'm chiefest among them. I think I'm going to merely check Facebook for five minutes, and the next thing I know it's been an hour or it's been longer. But we're going to pull away from those things. We're going to 
set this time aside to consecrate our, our lives. And we're going to declutter our minds. And we're going to silence outside voices in order to be able to hear him speak more clearly to us. We're going to sacrifice our wants and our cravings so that our flesh is weak, that our spirit can be strong. And all of these things we're doing in order to prepare ourselves for what God is about to do. And I am standing here tonight to tell you that I am certain that God is about to blow our minds. I have no doubt. I'm not just saying those words to get a hand clap. I'm not just saying those to try to rev somebody up. I'm, it's not about the hype or anything of that sort. But I know what the Lord has been speaking, and I know what I feel in my spirit. And I know that God is about to blow our minds and do some amazing things. I believe that in this consecration season, we will once again see miracles. I believe it. I believe that we will see healings, and I believe that we will see people filled with the Holy Ghost. And I believe that we will see prophecies come to pass. But before the Lord will do those things, we have to consecrate ourselves. We have to get ourselves ready for what he's about to do. We read in chapter 3 where Joshua and the Israelites had come to the Jordan River and they had camped there. If you look at the backstory, of course, we know that, that this is on the heels of their exodus out of Egypt and on the heels of, of 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, what should have just taken just a, a matter of, of a day's journey. We understand that Moses had just died and that the Lord had spoken to Joshua that all of the promises that he had made to Abraham and to Isaac and, and so on and so forth, that, that those promises still belong to him. He understood, Joshua understood that they were entering new territory that they had never been before. The people were instructed to watch for the Ark of the Covenant and to keep it in view because the leading of the presence of God would show them the way that they were to go. That's why the scripture says don't get too close to it, but you need to be able to see where the presence of God is leading because it's going to show you the way to go. We have to be in tune, church, with the leading of the Spirit. We need to be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. We can't depend, if, if we're going to go into new territory, we cannot depend on our own intellect and our own abilities and what we think and what we see. That's why the word of the Lord came to Zerubbabel saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. It's not by our might and it's not by our power, 
But the only way that we are going to take new territory is if we are led by the Spirit of God. And the only way that we are going to be able to be sensitive to the leading of his spirit is if we will consecrate ourselves and set ourselves apart and set that time aside to get in tune with his spirit. When we try to depend on ourselves, we will crash and burn every time. Every time. Every time that I've tried to take things into my own hands. Every time that I've tried to go my own way, I, I've crashed and I've burned. That's why that the wise Solomon wrote, trust in the Lord with all of thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. God was going to go before the children of Israel and he was going to do wonders among them. But first, they had to sanctify themselves. First, they had to consecrate themselves. If every place that their foot trod was going to be giving to them, they were going to have to sanctify themselves. They weren't just going to get it because God spoke it, but there was work that they had to do. The Lord God being with them wherever they went depended on their consecration. The Lord delivering the land into their hand was contingent on their unconditional surrender to God. They crossed over the Jordan on dry ground because of their consecration. The walls of Jericho fell because of their sanctification. Notice what verse 3 said. And when you see the presence of God move, get up from where you are and go after it. It is time that we get up from where we are and we go after it. I look back at some of the previous years of our awakening seasons and, and things that we have experienced. And, and some of those things look like a distant memory. But I'm telling you, it's time to get up and go back after it. It's time that we, we consecrate ourselves in prayer. I miss the late night prayer meetings. We're, we're going to resurrect some of those things. But we've got to get up from where we are and we've got to go after it. When we get dissatisfied with where we are at, and we say we're not going to keep going the direction we're going to go, but we're going to stop, and we're going to consecrate ourselves, and we're going to go after what God has in store for us, we're going to see what God has been promises. We're going to see what we've been looking for. I've come this last Wednesday of 2023 to tell you that like the children of Israel, Israel, we are poised to enter into a new territory that we have never been before. God is moving and we need to go after it. I know that that I, you've, you've come here on the 28th and it's the middle of the holiday season. And I understand that every one of us have 
been in and out of food comas over the last few days. And, and I know that, that we're, we're all trying to think of when we're going to take the decorations down and when are those credit card bills going to start hitting from Christmas. And, you know, the kids are, are getting ready to start back to school next week. And, and most of us are probably a little bit nervous, bracing for the fact that winter weather surely at some point is going to hit. But there is an urgency in the spirit, and God is calling the church to consecration. It's time to consecrate because there are rivers that need to be crossed. And there are walls that need to fall down. And there are chains that need to break. And there are addictions that need to be broken. And there is revival to be had. And there are souls that need to be saved. And there are victories that need to be won. And if we are going to see those things come to pass, we must consecrate ourselves. We must sanctify ourselves for what God has for the future. <coughs> I don't know what the next 40 days may look like for all of you. But I do know what the next 40 days looks like for me. I plan to have a set prayer time every day and stick with it. I'm going to give myself to the word and to study. I plan to be pushing away the plate and modifying what I eat and, and saying no to my flesh so that my spirit can become strong. I want to take every opportunity that comes to join together corporately as, as a church body for prayer. Or if it's worship, I'm, I'm going to be there for all of it. In 2024, I, I plan at the beginning of the year to silence the noise and to wait to hear the voice of God. I'm going to pray for direction and I'm going to pray for unity and I'm going to be praying for my pastor as he leads this church into 2024 and all that God has in store for us. I'm not doing any of those things because it's what's required of me. I'm doing them because I am desperate for a move of God. I'm desperate for the things of God. I'm going to do those things because I am hungry for the things of God. I am hungry to see miracles, signs, and wonders. I'm going to consecrate myself because all that matters is that God is on our side. And all that matters to me is that where the Spirit of God is leading, that is where I want to be. And that is where I want to go. Is there anybody else here tonight that is desperate for God? Is there anybody else tonight that is desperate for the things of God in this new year? Is anybody willing to offer themselves as a living sacrifice? Is anybody willing tonight to make this commitment on the 28th to say, when the new year starts, I am going to start afresh and I am going to set myself aside for the purpose and the work of God. 
Is there someone that is willing to pray in 2024 until the answer comes? Is someone willing to crucify their flesh in order for the Spirit of God to work through them? Is there anybody just absolutely desperate to be used by God? Anybody desperate to be used by God? Is it just me? I know I am desperate to be used by God. It is time for us to consecrate. Can we stand all over this place tonight? I know that the hour is early. I understand that I have not waxed eloquent tonight. But I hope that I have been able to, to convey what the Lord laid on my heart. It is time to consecrate. It is time to sanctify. It is time to set ourselves apart. It's time to silence the voices of the world. It's time to, to get ourselves in line with what God is willing to do. Because I can tell you that if we don't get ourselves in line, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss what God has in store. We're, if we're not consecrated, we're going to miss the leading of the Spirit. We're going to miss that still, small voice. But I hope tonight that there is a group of people who feel the same way that I feel, that I am going to hit 2024 with passion and with fervor and with determination to consecrate and to sanctify my life. I don't remember the day that my parents dedicated me to the Lord. I don't imagine that I was just a few weeks old when they dedicated me back to God. But I do know that my parents brought me before the Lord just as a baby and didn't really mean anything necessarily or was it more just a photo op? Probably. But I know that they, they put me in their arms and they brought me to an altar and, and they prayed a prayer over me. God, whatever that you have for her, would you use it? Would you keep her? Would you make her a woman of God? But then there came a time that I had to dedicate myself and I had to consecrate myself and I had to find myself at an altar. And I had to say the words for myself, God, would you use me? God, here is my life. I'm dedicated to your service. I promise you that when you take a step to consecrate and to sanctify and to dedicate your life to God, he is not going to leave you hanging. But he is going to use you in ways that you never dreamed possible. He can take the things that are broken and he can take the things that, the, the mistakes and he can turn them around and, and he can use them for a witness and, and use them for a testimony. All we've got to do is be willing to be that vessel and be willing to consecrate our lives. If this has spoken to anyone tonight and you're willing just to come to the front of this, uh, the, uh, to the altar area and just make that promise tonight that God, I'm going to take the next 40 days. I'm going to approach 2024 in a different way. I'm going to commit my life to you. Would you come and just make that promise to the Lord?
So you can use me, I give myself away, all to you, I give myself away, so Making your prayer tonight. Say, my life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. Oh, oh, oh. my life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. Myself away, so you can use me. Come on, lift your hands. I give myself away. I give myself away. I give myself away. So you can use me. Say, my life is not my own. My life is not my own. I belong, I give myself, I give myself to you, oh, my life is not my own, to you I belong, I give myself, I give myself to you, come on one more time, I give myself, give myself away. Self away. That's it. If we could just sing this together. I give myself away. I give myself away. So you can use me. Amen. 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 I know there are some still praying. I'm not trying to stop service at all. I wasn't quite able to hear everything, Sister Jordan.